1: I was going to ask you, but you kind of touched upon it there. We Obviously, recouped a lot of the money we spent on both Fabinho and Henderson. So I think respectively, the fees are are decent, especially given... Where they're at in their careers and what they did last year obviously is 40 million and 12 million um, for the pair of them. So interesting, but how we spend that money is obviously the next pivotal stage now. And the Romeo Lavia situation is clearly the one that everyone's talking about. They've Liverpool have yeah. clearly identified him as the player that they want to get. And you've reported that previously there were 50 million apart on their valuations of the player. And you've also said that there's going to be an improved second bid coming for Lavia. Where are we at in terms of that now?
0: Well, I think as we, as we were just literally before I started speaking, the second bit has gone in, uh, so I'm not exactly sure when the second bit went in, but it, you know, I kind of, um, myself and Paul Joyce wrote yesterday um, that it was imminent, we, we were kind of looked like that could have been yesterday, it could have been this morning, don't, we don't, don't particularly know when, but I think that it's now been reported that elsewhere that the second bit has gone in, and I've had, well, that uh, that, is, that is true that story anyway put it that way and I um, so no, really know what really what, what Southampton's response will be because the second bit isn't 50 million quid so you'd have to presume if Southampton are going to be um, sticking to 50 million that's going to go on a bit longer and perhaps Liverpool are just going to have to draw the line and say look you don't think he's worth that money and you think somebody else is worth that money you, you, you go and get the other alternatives um, probably seem a bit strange to take it as far as this uh, and not sort of pursue it any further but we just have to wait and see I mean we're getting pretty close to the start of the season now and still no real dedicated number six available going into that first game against Chelsea so it is decision time one way or the other whether it's going to be him or it's going to be somebody else
1: Yeah 100% it is and uh, and Klopp was speaking earlier about sort of it's sort of a, a worst-kept secret that we are looking at options. We are trying to bring somebody in for that number six role. And they also spoke about Curtis Jones potentially doing it, which I think was interesting maybe in the short term. Because obviously, as we know, the season starts before the window closes. So something may drag on beyond that Chelsea game, as you mentioned. But just on the Lavia thing there, Liverpool are clearly kind of sticking to our guns in terms of what we feel the valuation of the player is. And we, we do that a lot. And we're perfectly within our rights to do so, as are Southampton in terms of their valuation of course so with the Southampton mm-hmm. one there's a lot of talk about add-ons and stuff like that do you think Southampton would they be willing potentially to accept sort of a 45 plus add-ons or do they want flat 50 are we aware of that?
0: I, I honestly do not know I mean I think you know usually with these things somebody puts a valuation on somebody then comes with a few counter offers. I mean Liverpool got a £20 million valuation on Jordan Henderson not so long ago they ended up taking 12 so you know obviously a lot of these things are you know, negotiation positions, aren't they? I mean, maybe Southampton are just determined to stick to the fifty million, At which case you have to just make a decision, don't you? And it just it could just be that there are other players out there who Liverpool looked at as well and thought they're not really worth forty five million and then if you've got to pay 45 million for Lavia or this other alternative, you might, you know, well, you know what, maybe we'll come back over to the fellow who actually wanted it. I, I, I don't know the answer to, you know, I don't I don't know. I mean, we know that there are other names that they were looking at. I mean, you know, those are pretty well documented. I'm not quite sure how the valuations um, differ to what Lavia... I mean, it is a hell of a lot of money for an, a 19-year-old player. Um, a guy who hasn't actually played that much Premier League football, really. It's a hell of a responsibility. But having said that, you probably are buying a plane for the next 10 years. And I, I don't really know quite sometimes how they decide somebody's worth, I don't know, 41, 42 million, but not worth 50 million. I don't know. It probably must be far more intelligent people than me who, who come up with the maths for these things. You kind of think, you know, if somebody's worth 42, because he's going to change the nature of your season, isn't he worth 50? But... There must be some reason behind it. There must be some logic behind it. And it may, maybe it is just as simple as there are other lines in the fire. And if it's getting to a certain level at a certain cost, perhaps you just think, well, actually, it's better value to go to the other one, who we thought might have been a bit too expensive. Maybe go for him instead. We'll just have to wait and see on that one. But um, obviously, these things are evolving as we speak. So by the time you put this out, maybe may changed again. Maybe Southampton have accepted. I don't know. But uh, I haven't got any... Um, Insight into the workings of the Southampton board, unfortunately. So, don't no,
1: unfortunately not, you know. Unfortunately,
0: Southampton are perfectly probably entitled. I mean, they, they, Liverpool are not the only show in town, are they? With Lavia, we know Chelsea looked at him in January and they haven't signed Casido yet. So, perhaps they're just wanting to play this little game of bluff until the final. What, what's the rush for them? If, they, if they've accepted he's going, they're probably just going to try and get as much as they can for him. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And again, they're perfectly in their right to do so. And they've also got that buyback clause with Man City. Now, whether Man City next year even entertain that is a different question, but they know – or they've got an inclination anyway that at some point next year City could turn up with, I think it's 42 million or around the 40 million mark. And and they'll get that for him as a minimum anyway. So, again, they're perfectly within their rights to sort of hold out for what they see as their valuation this time around. And um, in your piece recently, you mentioned um, that they see Lavia as the main transfer focus. And you kind of alluded to it there He's very young. He's, he's very inexperienced still. What what do you make of the whole Lavia sort of being the one that we're trying to get? Because to me, it looks like you know, Fabinho's just left the club. Yes, granted, he had a really disappointing season last year by his very high standards, but he's a 29-year-old. Now, replacing a very experienced international 29-year-old with a 19-year-old teenager feels a little bit chalk and cheese to me. So if we are going to go gung ho for Lavia and we do end up finding the agreement. Do you think it's all in on Lavia without an alternative option as well, without a different option to come in? How do you see it?
0: Well I think you do to get Lavia I don't see any other midfielders coming in. Uh I don't but uh, um, I, I agree I as you say I, I do think it is certain elements of risk going from kind of one extreme to the other in the midfield from I think everyone was pretty much with, with agreement this time twelve months ago that perhaps the age profile wasn't quite right. Going from that to an age profile which is the other end of the scale, which it's exciting and it, it certainly long term wise it looks as though it's, it's it's going to develop quite well. But is it going to be ready to hit the ground running? I don't I don't think it, I think that'd be a lot to expect, and I, I think that's something that really needs to be. Boring mind going into the season, actually. I wonder where Liverpool are actually going to be. I, I kind of feel like this season could have real similarities to if you like Klopp's first full season, where it was you had to be a little bit patient with it. Yeah, yeah, to sort of see it evolve and develop a little bit. You know, maybe more like the second season, if you've been a bit more optimistic, where things had sort of clicked together, but he still weren't quite ready to compete for the title. And when you you're talking about what's required to, to win a title these days, which is, you know, ninety plus points, I think it's going to be it's going to be very difficult to uh, to do that this season. But um, you know, we'll just have to see. But yeah, I, I think that one of the things that Klopp said, which I think was quite interesting, is you know, as suppose as this fixation on the guy who's going to be the shield for the back four, but to him, the shield for the back four is starts with the attack, then the, then all the ones in the middle, and then. You know, and and everything works in synchronicity, and um, it's not just the responsibility of a new number six uh, anymore. That it was responsible for for being, you know, for being got a lot of stick. Started last season, really, he was just too exposed. I mean, there was no help for him at all, and I felt sorry for the defense a lot of last season. Really, I, they were just left one on one so often. I mean, Trent was getting so much stick, and there was hardly any protection for him at all. It was just him against the winger. And That's just not Liverpool, that's just not being the way Liverpool have played. So it all begins further up the field. And if everything's functioning up front, it may be think it was just there was this quote from Klopp. I'm not obviously I'm not in Singapore, but it, it he seemed to say, like, you know, it should be the easiest job in the world playing number six for Liverpool, which I thought was quite interesting. That might allude to why he's quite happy to go for such a young, experienced player, because you might think you just want the there to just mop up a little bit because all the all the hard graft winning the ball back is going to be done by the guys further upfield.
1: Yeah, definitely. And obviously in the new system as well with Trent alongside him, it actually made Fabinho's role a little bit easier towards the back end of the season because he didn't have quite as much ground to cover, a little bit less responsibility as well. And I think the same could be said if it is Lavia that sort of slots into that role. If we were a better team and things are functioning better around it. You know, it should be lighter work for that number six, whoever it may be. And I do like Lavia. I sound like I was quite downbeat on him earlier. I'm not. I think he's a good player. I just have my reservations about certain fixtures, really. Not necessarily him being a six for Liverpool, because I think that's fine. It's just in certain games when you're not going to have as much of the ball against the better teams. I think he may struggle, essentially, because he hasn't faced much sort of high-quality week-in, week-out competition. Because obviously, it's going to be Europa League added to it as well. It just feels tough to me. The natural
0: thing is, it's, 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 you know, you're not buying the finished product at 19 no. unless he's just super. Set. And if he is the finished product at 19, well, he's worth 50 million, and he don't even mess it around, just pay it. But he, he, he clearly isn't the finished product. And you know, even for Bino, when he came in, it took six months for him to sort of settle. And then, you know, it's just the constant, We always say patience, you know, give somebody, nobody gives anybody patience, nobody gives anybody time. And that's that's the kind of that is going to be what's required if it is him. And, you know, same with a couple of the other players that have come in, you know, and um, that's why I think it is going to be probably still a little bit of a transitional time. It be everyone hopes it's going to be, you know, not too long before it's all clicking again.
1: Small details or big surfaces, tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured or tall, whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do,